I can't believe it. And I'll let RJ gloat just a little bit. You know, we celebrate our friend RJ Choppy even when he doesn't get things right. We tell him he's gotten things right because it boosts his self-esteem and we like to see that beautiful smile. But in, in this case, RJ didn't pretend get something right. RJ did get something right. He called it. He called it. I said last week, I, 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 I said, there's no way, there's no way they leave an undefeated Power 5 champ out of the college football playoff. What kind of world is that that we're living in if they do that? Where up is down and left and right is black and white and cats and dogs are living together? Nope. RJ Choppy, he called it. Florida State, 13-0, ACC champs. Granted, they win that last game with a backup quarterback. Uh, yep, not, not good enough. Not good enough. They're held out of the college football playoff. Choppy, here are your flowers. I will sprinkle the petals at your feet. Go ahead, gloat. Tell us why you knew this was going to happen all <laughs> along. Oh, man. I, I take no pleasure in this. Um, that's a lie. I'm, a, I'm an elitist SEC yeah. guy. Uh, so that, 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 that's completely garbage. Um, listen, it, uh, it, it, it feels dirty. It, it felt dirty. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It feels dirty, but... They got it absolutely right. I thought they were. I thought it was going to happen for one main reason. It's you know it is a different team. You know they're not losing a left tackle. They're not losing a wide receiver. They're losing a Heisman candidate quarterback. The only like, if you go and you look in the NFL or other sport, the NFL the, the quarterbacks expected points added is like more than all the other fifty two guys in the field combined. Um, it's just, it's, you can't lose a QB and remotely be the same team. And I think what everybody is missing is that, well, it's deserved. They earned it. And I'm not, I'm not discounting that, but this is a subjective selection show where you have five conference champions and four slots. This is not about the most deserving. This is a, this has always been about the committee can't facilitate a massacre on national TV. And this is about finding the best four teams, whether or not you, you know, you, and nobody thinks that Florida state was one of the best four at this point. Now they were. And I'll tell you this, if their quarterback played like the SMU kid did against Tulane in a backup role, I think they're in. I think if they win this game by, you know, they score 30 points and they win this game, the game, and I think they're in. I think if they showed that, they would have been in. Cardale Jones put up 59 points against Wisconsin. They had two opportunities to show that there was very little difference or that they were still a competitive team that could actually win this thing. And the moment they didn't show that, the committee had no choice. John, it makes some sense to this for me because – I look at it and I see a world where there were three undefeated conference champs and then two one-loss conference champs. So all you had to do was take your three undefeated teams and then take one of those two one-loss champs, which would have been Texas over Bama because, well, Texas beat Bama. And in my opinion, results on the field still matter. I don't think you can project. You, you can take a good guess, right? You can look at it and say, okay, Florida State probably with a backup quarterback would have lost to Michigan, but we don't know that for sure. That's why the games get played. Otherwise, let's just take the preseason rankings come early September and have the committee name the four teams then. Like, if 
this in essence tells me subjectivity is greater than objectivity. And it won't matter as much next year when we get to arguing about team 10, 11, 12, and 13 in the field. But this tells me that it'll be more important to take a team that looks good in the moment or looks better in the moment Mm -hmm. than a team that may not look as good in the moment but has better results. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think, you know, it's it can be explained away with uh, with just with three letters, um, and, it, and it's S E C. It's really that simple. Alabama winning the SEC championship game got Alab- uh, got Texas in. Excuse me. Uh, if Georgia had won, in my opinion, I think they do end up leaving Texas out because then it's mm-hmm. just really easy. You have four undefeated conference champions, right? I mean, that's. Yeah. I don't think anybody could really cry foul there, even if we, because even though we say it's four best teams, like these ain't the four best teams, okay? Washington ain't one of the four best teams. They won the Pac-12 that had a better year than anybody ever expected, but they ain't better than Georgia. Does anybody on this panel think Washington's better than Georgia? No, they don't. No, no. Because we have, we, have, we have eyeballs and we have brains. So it's still not the four best teams. That being said, you're not leaving the SEC champion out of the 14 playoff if they have one loss. Uh, you're just not doing it. So Alabama winning the SEC uh, title game is why Texas is in the playoff. Make no mistake about it. Um, but but I also like I'm not an elitist like RJ, but I'm in and I'm as I'm you know I'm, I live in Memphis, which means I'm in the heart of SEC country here with Ole Miss and Tennessee and Arkansas. I'm right in the middle of it. Like it is the best you know conference in football, and it has been for a long, long time. And and I think when you're the SEC champion, as long as you don't have two or three losses, you deserve a seat at that table. And there is no question in my mind, Alabama could win this thing. Alabama could win the whole thing, and Georgia could have won the whole thing. And, and I think when you when you sit down and you sort of handicap that, there's no question about it. Uh, and it does stink for Florida State, but Alabama is two or three times the team they are with no Jordan Travis. And so I think at that point, uh, you know, the decision became pretty easy. Let me ask you guys this, because, I, again, I – I believe in the subjectivity of it, and I understand it's a made-for-TV product. All of this is, right? They, they want to get the most eyeballs on the screens. They want to have as many butts on couches on Monday, January 1st, between 5 p.m. and midnight as they can get. And I totally understand that. But that being said, wouldn't it have made a great storyline? Might not have been as good a game, but a great storyline for two and a half, three weeks to have America – rallying around Florida State and one of their backup quarterbacks against Michigan, the Cheaters. Like, that would have been a storyline that you could have supercharged for two, two and a half weeks. Oh, my God, look at these guys, the sign stealers. Oh, they're only here for the third year in a row because they've been cooking everything. And, well, look at Florida State was a good team, but they got their backup. That would have been a great storyline for me anyway, being a Michigan hater. Uh, And I think most people around the country who are college football fans kind of cast a side eye at Michigan these days. That would have been your storyline, right? Like, yeah, you would have left Bama out. You've got a great, you got a great story now, as it is, right? Anytime Nick Saban (laughs) and Alabama is involved, that's that's wonderful. You know, we get to watch Nick Saban trot out onto the turf at the Rose Bowl and do whatever he's going to do to Michigan, which we can get to in a couple minutes. But I, I just think if you're talking about keeping eyes glued to a television screen, I, I would have been okay with everything leading up to the game if it were Michigan-Florida State. Now, would, it, would the thing have been over 15 minutes in? Maybe, but choppy? 
I think that still would have been fun to watch for two two and a half weeks. Yeah, it would have been fun for the for the two weeks. The unfortunate thing is that the the, the you know ESPN and ABC don't get ratings for the yeah. two and a half weeks. They only get ratings for the you know the three and a half to four and a half hours that the game is on. So, I mean, it, look, it, it is, and that's that's the thing. Like, I don't think people under like want to admit that it's it is a made for TV event. And the moment you accept that, I think it's easier to take that they made the right decision from a made for TV event. Um, you know, and 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 I think they prove results do matter because the results of the two games with the backup quarterbacks to them prove that they weren't ready for that stage. They weren't able to compete. I, I just, you know, it's we we you can't uh, from from their perspective, and I get it, and I agree with it. You know, you don't want to put somebody in who you don't think has a chance to win the championship, and. There is no objectivity here when it's a selection, you know, a subjective selection of a dozen or so people in a room in in Grapevine, Texas, just hanging out, you know, watching games. I mean, it's, it's obviously a subjective ranking. So we've got our top four. They're set. We're going to dive into these two games in just a couple of minutes. Michigan, Bama, and the Rose Bowl, as I mentioned, uh, and then Washington, Texas, in the Sugar Bowl in the nightcap, both of those games on New Year's Day. We will have an expanded edition in a couple of weeks of BetQLU to preview as many of the bowl games as possible uh, in our two-hour expanded BetQLU bowl extravaganza uh, the week leading up to Christmas. And as I mentioned, we'll start to dive into hoops before the end of the show as well and touch on the Heisman real quick. Also, 